Here we go. The truth is simple, Diogenes. This is the simple truth number 20, entitled, The State of Surveillance. We are now asking questions about what the government is allowed to do, what it is actually doing, and what we think it should be allowed to do. Central to this issue is citizen privacy versus government surveillance. This is not a new discussion. The founders had first-hand experience with the heavy hand of government surveillance of citizens. British soldiers arrived unannounced at the homes of patriots, forced their way in, and searched from top to bottom looking for anything they could find to use against citizens. That they found anything was not necessary, or even the point. The unmitigated and irresistible force of the government pounded intimidation into the heart and soul of the citizen, reminding him in brutal fashion that he is owned and powerless. This is what the Fourth Amendment is all about, not some technical legal document meant only for regulating the courts and police and judicial procedure. No, the Fourth Amendment puts a heavy chain on the government to protect the freedom and privacy of sovereign citizens from the violent rape of their self-determinism. The modern world presents a number of challenges. Smart TVs, smartphones, smart houses, traffic cams, social media, satellites, and the Internet itself. The proliferation of technologies in all our lives, both public and private, has allowed the government to break down the protections that have kept the government at bay. By co-opting third-party companies that control these technologies, our government has built out the surveillance state. The architecture of surveillance that has already been constructed is far too powerful for its operation to be clouded in secrecy. In 2013, Julian Sanchez, who writes insightfully on the subject, observed, quote, The problem is that such an architecture of surveillance, once established, would be difficult to dismantle and prove too potent a tool of control if it ever fell into the hands of people who, whether through panic, malice, or a misguided confidence in their own ability to secretly judge the public good, would seek to use it against us. End quote. When Edward Snowden pulled back the curtain on the extent of the surveillance state, we got a glimpse into how far it had already gone. The government reaction was swift and merciless. Rather than investigate the real threat the intelligence agencies pose on our freedoms, they went after Snowden and cracked down on any other potential whistleblowers. Today, Snowden lives exiled in Russia, a man without a country. Julian Assange, another voice for freedom, has spent a decade in a UK prison having been convicted of no crime. Our government tried to assassinate him and still spends tax dollars trying to bring him back to the US for more punishment. One need look no further than what has happened and is still happening to Trump and his associates to recognize the current state of government power being wielded against citizens. Mafia thugs taking a baseball bat to his knees would be more merciful. Defenders of government surveillance always shout terrorism whenever challenged for their abuses. But after years of continuous practice, they can't cite even a single case where the surveillance stopped terrorism. And when there is a violent attack no one knew about, 
It's always explained away as a surveillance failure requiring even more surveillance. Critics of the government can identify clear patterns of government abuses, but have trouble nailing down the specific who, what, and where's. The government defense is always that there is no evidence of government abuse, no proof of bad intent or action, or bad government actors, and that any such claims are kooky conspiracy theory. And yet, we can see the results of the government abuse every day. Armed raids, people in jail, political lawfare that destroys lives, and a propaganda media that lies to cover the abuses and deflect our view. On its face, the government claim that there is no evidence of such obvious corruption is an absurd defense. At this point, there are more than a trillion government documents that are classified and kept secret. The government surveillance schemes and programs are so highly classified that even passing allusions to them have been redacted from public inspector general audits. What possible record exists for anyone else to cite? And who can see it? Only the government knows. This is not a new phenomenon. The Church Committee 50 years ago investigated CIA, FBI, NSA, and IRS abuses. Again, so well put by Julian Sanchez. Quote, The rampart abuses uncovered by the Church Committee, recall, had in many instances gone undisclosed to the public for decades. This is for the unsurprising reason that when government officials illegally misuse information obtained in secret surveillance programs, they tend not to send out press releases about it. End quote. What the government does do, in fact, is lie about it, conceal it, and prosecute anyone for revealing it. The NSA director in 2013 looked straight at the camera and said confidently that we are not collecting information on U.S. citizens. Unfortunately, he could not have predicted Edward Snowden. Yet his blatant lies went unpunished. More recently, the DOJ inspector general cited hundreds of FISA violations of the Constitution and of citizens' privacy. Were these minor paperwork errors? Far from it. He found every conceivable violation, systemic disregard of the required procedures for demanding records, false statements made in affidavits to both the telecommunication companies and the FISA court, improper acquisition of journalists' privileged phone records, use of national security authority in cases unrelated to national security. To top it off, when these crimes were discovered internally later, government superiors attempted to retroactively conceal them. In the public square, politicians debate these issues as if tweaking a few statutes will solve the problem. It is all facade, much like the vigorous debates over minor government expenditures or pretense in the face of trillions in deficit spending and debt. Currently, and for more than a decade, every phone record of every U.S. citizen is being recorded. Every email of every U.S. citizen is being recorded. Every search on the Internet. Every single communication of all conceivable types. All recorded by the government. In 2013, when asked how all these records could possibly be relevant to a legitimate investigation, then-FBI Director Robert Mueller, yes, that Robert Mueller, 
said that the entire body of phone records is relevant to an investigation because it plausibly contains records that will be relevant to some investigation at some point in the future. Do you hear that? It is valid to record everything you do and say because it might be relevant to some unnamed investigation of some yet-to-be-committed unknown crime at some unspecified future time. This is the insane and unconstitutional logic of state surveillance. Total surveillance is the final solution for freedom in any police state. The reductio ad absurdum logic that immediately collapses under its own weight. That was 2013, and nothing has changed since. One could easily argue it has only gotten worse. The recent Durham report cited hundreds more violations of FBI and DOJ regulations that shredded the Constitution and smashed citizens' rights, all done to take down a sitting president, no less. The U.S. Fifth Circuit Federal Court of Appeals in 2023 condemned the FBI and DHS for gross First Amendment violations when they regularly met with social media companies and pressured them to remove content the government arbitrarily deemed as misinformation, including millions of posts from accounts that originated within the United States by U.S. citizens. Yet despite all of this, Congress happily extends the Patriot Act and FISA procedures that clearly have been excessively abused by the DOJ and FBI to violate citizens' rights. To say nothing of the NSA and DHS and Defense Intelligence Agency procedures that we can't even know about at all. And that's just to name a few. We are so far down the rabbit hole of surveillance redundancy that I am not sure anyone can find all the rabbits, much less get rid of them. And that is just the way the intelligence community wants it. Why do you think we have 17, going on who knows how many, government intelligence agencies and departments, with only more coming? Smart TVs, doorbell cameras, Siri and Alexis, these are the conveniences that grease the wheels of tyranny. AI promises to slam the door on any privacy left, as well as to silence all who would object. Modern cell phones have complete covert monitoring capacity. Our government already has an undetectable program that turns your phone or any other device into a direct surveillance tool at the push of a button. Will you tolerate this? You better. The slow roll of finding, arresting, convicting, and sending to prison even the people who merely walked on the Capitol grounds on January 6th is meant to show you that no one can escape Big Brother's watchful eye and reach. The fully armed SWAT raids are the bold punctuation of power. Surveillance means power. Power to control. Power to intimidate, to coerce, to frighten, and ultimately to destroy. When you couple unrestrained search and seizure with prosecutorial abuse and injustice, you hold the keys to personal destruction. Power must be checked and balanced by the restraint of laws. This is the primary design and purpose for our Constitution. With the current sad state of man, the preservation of liberty requires constant alertness and the constant willingness to fight back against the designs and efforts of tyranny. In all times, this is important. But when tyranny shows its bloody teeth, it is imperative. Our responsibility, each one of us, is to ensure that the principles of American democracy and freedom endure. 
you can count on me, and I know I can count on you. And there you have it. That's all for now. Thanks so much for listening. Stay connected to The Truth Window by subscribing to my podcast at thetruthwindow.substack.com. You'll get notified when the next episode is available. If you stick to the truth, no lies can stick to you. So long for now.